0: Hi, everyone. So my name is Marguerite. Um, I am a recovered compulsive eater, and I live in Michigan. That is Eastern Standard Time. And my phone number is 248-790-9927. I'm an available sponsor as well. So if anyone ever wants to reach out, feel free to do that. Um, yeah, this is my story. So, um, you know, I prayed before I started and, um, essentially what I'm going to share with you guys is, you know, what it was like, um, before programs and then, you know, what happened, like what changed, um, once I started working the steps and then what my life is like now. So, uh, Growing up, I was a really, really active, skinny, healthy kid. Um, I had boundless energy. I played a lot of sports, um, played with my siblings. Um, I grew up in, you know, a very close, tight-knit family. Um, And, yeah, you know, I really, I didn't think about food very often at all, um, to be honest. But what I did think about a lot um, were many fears that I had. I was very fearful. you know, of just of different things happening to family members or um, I was fearful of not doing well in school. I was fearful of not um, not being well liked. Um, I was fearful of how other people would perceive me. And so um, I spent a lot of time and energy focused on trying to control um, how other people saw me. And so, yeah, you know, I... <laughs> I would get really stressed out before tests um in elementary school middle and high school I would I was just very anxious very nervous um but I also didn't want people to know that so I acted like I had a lot of confidence and um you know it just felt like a lot of a lot of the way that I behaved and a lot of the things that I did and a lot of the things that I said just didn't feel very genuine um so I, you know, in the summer growing up, every summer I would isolate myself a lot. I would be reading like all day, every day. Um, I didn't want to see friends. It made me kind of anxious. Like masturbator. Yeah. Sorry. There's like masturbator. There's, there's music playing. <laughs> okay, I'm not sure. We might have just had a little interruption. Anyway, <clears throat> um. Yeah, they're just, I think there there were a lot of tendencies that I had to kind of withdraw um, from people and from social situations and, um, you know, from the outside, people wouldn't have known that. I I had friends. I seemed like I was <laughs> well-liked, you know, um, but, yeah, I just, I had a lot of fear inside of me and I, I really felt like I had a lot to prove to the world, um, you know, I felt like I needed to prove my value and my worth. Um Yeah, so, you know, I continued playing sports at a very competitive level, which means I was exercising like at least three hours a day every day every sports season. Um, And I played sports in the fall and winter and spring like (laughs) and then I would have summer training. So um, yeah, you know, with that with that amount of exercise, I I ate whatever I wanted. And there were really no consequences. Um, But I had a lot of, you know, once I got to high school, especially, I had um, a very keen awareness of my body and other people's bodies and how did I look and how did, again, how did people perceive me. Um, And, you know, we would, uh, like, one of the sports that I played was volleyball. And so we would have these really intense tournaments where we'd be playing like 12 hours on a Saturday. Um, And so the parents would pack all this food together. And, like, I noticed how much the other girls on my team ate and then com- and then I would look at how much I ate and it was way more. And I felt, you know, I felt weird about that. Like, I didn't want people to see um, how many of the different kinds of food I was eating and, um, yeah, there was kind of this whole culture within that team especially about, like, trying to under eat each other and I could never do it like (laughs) I I couldn't do it at that time and um, again you know there weren't any consequences so I I didn't worry about it too much Um, but I just I I kind of noticed that I was I was doing things differently with food um you know and then I went to college and I I stopped playing all the sports I consciously you know I decided not to play at the collegiate level Um, I wanted to just focus on academics and And so I found myself in college and I wasn't exercising many hours a day. And I just continued eating the way that I had been eating. Um, And so I gained weight and my body went through what I like to call like second puberty. So all of a sudden I was developing, I had a shape and hips and um, that made me extremely uncomfortable because it felt very out of control um and i was really frustrated and at that point i started becoming very aware of what i was eating and starting to restrict um so yeah i have a history of undereating over exercising and then also overeating and not exercising um so in college you know my weight went up and down up and down and again i still had um a lot of fears and concerns and at this point i kind of i wanted to be in a relationship and i felt like that would make me happy or oh, if I set in one smaller jean size, I thought that would make me happy. If I got perfect grades, I thought that that would make me happy. But, you know, I, like, I did all of those things, and none of them actually made me happy, um, not in any sort of lasting way. And eventually I realized, like, what I was after, it wasn't just happiness. It was peace. I really didn't have peace within myself. I didn't have contentment. I didn't have a way of accepting life on life's terms. Um, I really wanted things to look the way that I wanted them to. I wanted to look the way I wanted to, and I wanted the people around me to behave um, in the way that I wanted them to. So it was all about, okay, Marguerite's will. How do I make this happen? Um, and you know, all throughout my life, I was very focused on my will, what, what I thought things should be. And that led to, you know, a lot of behavior where um, I was really selfish or really hurtful. Um, I I used to gossip all the time about friends. I would share, you know, intimate secrets that they um, had shared with me. And, <clears throat> and I would make fun of people behind their backs. Um I was really judgmental in my mind about everyone around me. Um, you know, and the way that I justified that to myself was that I was hard on myself too. So they can take it. That's what I told myself. Um, but you know, every time I did one of those things, one of these selfish things or hurtful things, um, anytime that I used someone for attention, um, I felt really guilty. You know, I didn't I did not feel proud of that behavior and I didn't feel good about it. And whenever there was some kind of emotion that I was really uncomfortable with, um, I would do something compulsive with food. That was kind of my thing that I did to make myself feel better and to calm down. And so, yeah, anytime that um, I was rude or condescending or, um, you know, embarrassed someone on purpose or, um, yeah, it was critical um I would feel really bad and then I would do something compulsive. So that could have been um, you know, under eating that day, um, intentionally not eating enough, or that could be like eating, you know, five or six meals worth of food in one day. Um, or it could mean like running until like my legs <laughs> felt like they were gonna fall off. You know, I did all kinds of compulsive things um to my body, I think, to some of it to comfort myself and some of it to like punish myself. And, you know, initially when I did that kind of stuff, <clears throat> it made me feel better, um, at least for a little while. And the more often I did that, the the less comfortable it made me, you know, the less effective it became. Um, And so life became more and more difficult to deal with. And uh, after I graduated college, you know, in my senior year, um, my grandmother, who I was very close with, she passed away. Um, And then and so I went into mourning and I just started eating and eating and eating. And I couldn't stop and it really scared me. Um, I still at that point had a little bit of willpower, you know, and and I was able to you know get control of it. Um, I had not crossed the point of no return. That's what, that's what I'll call it. Um, and I I started dating someone, and you know it was not it was not a healthy relationship. But again, um, you know my problem isn't just food. My problem is how I approach life, how I approach relationships, how I approach people. Um. And this poor guy, like, I chased after him and chased after him and, like, essentially forced him to date me. <laughs> and it turned out um, that he had an eating disorder. And I actually, like, in a way, I liked that he had that eating disorder because it made my eating seem normal. Um And so, yeah, at that point I started to restrict and restrict and exercise and exercise. And I lost, um, the weight, you know, that I had gained and lost in college and then I lost more weight and I stressed my body out to the point where I literally had ulcers and my stomach was so sick all the time. I couldn't keep anything in. Um, you know, I had horrible diarrhea from that and, um, I didn't go to the doctor because I felt like, well you know this is just my body it it wants to be thin this is (laughs) there are these crazy things that we can tell ourselves about our our body and about our weight and and with regard to food and and so I got really really thin um and my parents you know talked to me and you know I'm an adult at this point and they're like talking to me like I'm a teenager and I was really offended and really mad and I said you don't understand um But they saw what I couldn't see at that time, which was that I was sick. You know, I was doing something that was really, really unhealthy. Um, Eventually, I got out of the unhealthy relationship and I started to eat normally again, gained muscle back, gained weight. Um, But it was like once I started eating, I couldn't stop. So, and, you know, okay, I'm mourning again. I'm mourning the relationship. So, so I justified um all kinds of compulsive um overeating just like I had justified the compulsive undereating and over So um, you know, as I'm doing this and controlling my weight, um I you know, when I got to that really, really thin weight, I was still extremely unhappy. And that really scared me because I had thought that, oh, once I'm again, like once I'm such and such size then I'll be happy. Once my thighs are this size, I'll be happy. And it just wasn't true because, you know, the way that the way that I got there was so um it was just so compulsive. It consumed all of my thoughts. I you know, I neglected friendship. I was even more selfish than I had ever been, you know, before when when I was pretty selfish before that, but um, you know, when I was in the midst of that, the only thing that mattered was my spreadsheet and how many carrots sticks I ate. I don't know if I'm supposed to mention specific foods, so sorry um, if I'm not. So <laughs> I won't mention any more. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, there were, like, certain vegetables that I was restricting because I thought that they were too high in the glycemic index. Like, we, we can do crazy things with food. And I, I've i done just as crazy things with overeating, um, stopping at multiple fast food restaurants um, on one drive you know, to get stuck because heaven forbid they, you know, the drive-through person that I'll never see again know how much I'm going to (sighs) eat. Like, like they don't care. They're never going to see me again. (laughs) Like I used to, like, I explain, Oh, this is for a friend or, um, (laughs) I go to certain restaurants and they'd like give a bunch of, um, They give a bunch of utensils and they're like oh yeah you know hope you guys enjoy it i'm like yeah us guys aka just me Uh, (laughs) i was so embarrassed every time that happened and you know i think it's really like evidence of of being in good recovery when we can laugh at ourselves and see that these things that we used to do just were so um in retrospect it's so silly but in the moment it felt really intense and stressful and emotional right so (laughs) Anyway, um, I started overeating and overeating um and normally, I would have exercised it away, but I developed an autoimmune condition which causes a lot of joint pain and a lot of fatigue and if you're in that much pain, um you can't exercise, <laughs> but I continued overeating and overeating so um, I gained in in like two years five minutes is that the reminder okay <laughs> yeah, five minutes in, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, so at my thinnest, I was, I was probably like 30 or 40 pounds underweight. Um, and at my heaviest, I was like 110, 120 pounds overweight. So I gained like 120 or 130 pounds in like a year and a half, two years. Um, yeah. I would I would go to the grocery store in the middle of the night, and again, you know, it was like, even though I wasn't restricting and tracking everything, food still consumed all of my thoughts. And I thought, I, I really genuinely believed that if I ate this next thing, or if I ate, oh, that thing over there, or, well, if I just finish this one package, I'll be able to stop. Um, and I thought that I would get the relief that, that these things had given me in the past. Um, but yeah, when it stops working, that's the scariest place to be and I felt really desperate and really hopeless. um both of my parents are in um another twelve step program, and so I've seen you know their recovery, and I know that twelve step works, so I listened to one recording of one meeting for o a <laughs> and I thought to myself, oh, these people are so sick. I'm nothing, I have nothing in common with them. I have nothing like them. And I put it out of my mind and continued to try to prove to myself for an entire year that I didn't have a problem. But all I did was prove more and more deeply um, and undeniably that I did have a problem and that life, my life was becoming progressively more and more unmanageable. And I was really afraid that I was going to lose, you know, my then-fiancé, now-husband. Um, I was afraid that I was going to lose my job. I was afraid that I was going to flunk out of my graduate program. Um, You know, I had all these really good things going for me, and I was so miserable. So, yeah. So I finally, after a year (laughs) of trying to prove to myself that I wasn't a compulsive eater, I finally said, okay, like, I give up. Like, Like, I'm done. I'm done trying on my own. So I called into a meeting, and it was a speaker meeting. It wasn't this one, but. Yeah, it was a speaker meeting like this, and I heard someone share their story, and I thought, wow, we have so much in common. And then I heard people share in the second half, and I heard really good recovery. And um, there was someone that I related to, and she was talking about, like, oh, I have all this time and energy because I'm not thinking about food all the time. And I was like, yes, that's what I want. Like, (laughs) I want a normal life. (coughs) And so um, I called her after the meeting. I'm on the East Coast. And that meeting was at 11 o'clock. So I called her at midnight, like on a Sunday night. And I was just like, please, like, will you be my sponsor? I'll do anything you tell me. <laughs> so um, we started working together. And, um, you know, for me and my recovery, um, it doesn't include a, a food plan. I don't weigh and measure stuff. I know that that's part of, um, you know, other people in the fellowship. That's part of, you know, their journey, their Experience. that's not my experience personally because I had already been so compulsive when I was weighing and measuring and stuff on my own um I just knew that that wasn't gonna work for me so um yeah, so I started working with my sponsor and uh that was back in January and uh I worked the the twelve steps out of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous the original twelve step text and and it was, so, um, it was so eye-opening. I really, I started to see all of my character defects. I saw my selfishness, my dishonesty, my um, fearful thinking, you know, the ways that I was self-seeking and inconsiderate. And, and, and when I saw those things, it wasn't, you no, it wasn't to beat myself up about it. It was just to see, like, look, like, these are the resentments I have. These are the fears I have. These are the people I've harmed. And why did I do those things? Because I was afraid because, um, you know, these different parts of myself I felt were affected. But then when we look at, you know, when we look at these same situations from, from the perspective of the character defects, I see like there are a lot of things that I made into a bigger deal than <laughs> they actually were. And there were all kinds of things that I used to be so afraid of that don't scare me anymore. And, you know, now I'm, I live in steps 10, 11, and 12. I start and end the day with prayer. I connect with God. You know, I talk to my higher power and I remember that I'm not running the show as much as I would like to, as much as I think I would do a fabulous job. Um, I proved, you know, for the whole rest of my life that I did not do a fabulous job. (laughs) I did a pretty poor job. And so, um, you know, I surrender. I surrender every morning and I review the day at the end of the day and I, send 10 steps to my sponsor and I ask for God's guidance when I do service. You know, I work with, um, I work with protégés. I moderate meetings. I share on meetings and, you know, now, um, program gives structure to my day and God has, you know, helped me to learn, um, discipline and to, to pray and to let go. And, um, the food has just taken care of itself. I don't think about what I'm going to eat anymore. I don't worry about it. I don't obsess over it. I don't have to do any of that, you know, and um, my relationship with my body and with food is, like, healthy and <laughs> it's like normal now, you know, and I really, I didn't know that, um, that life could be this way, and so, you know, now um, I'm expecting a baby, and in the past, um, I think that could have been really dangerous um, to my health, you know, and to the baby's health but now i'm able to surrender and accept that okay yeah my body is going to change and then you know it'll change again after having the baby and um i'm so grateful you know to be here and to to have this program and to be able to share my story with others because you know there's always something that we can learn and so i just i would encourage anyone who's feeling uncertain or um afraid um you know of letting go of the way that you're you're doing things um I would say just try, you know, be willing. Be open and yeah, all these promises, these beautiful promises can, can come true and, and they have for me and um, you know, they continue to as I continue to choose program each day. So yeah, that's my story. Um thank you so much for letting me share and uh I don't know if you'd like me to leave my contact info again or I left it at the beginning, but I'll I'll give my phone number again. It's Two four eight seven nine zero nine nine two seven and I'm in Michigan. That's Eastern Standard Time. My name is Marguerite. Thank you. I'm sorry, Marguerite. What's your-